Welcome to Forging the Norsatch, a podcast for entrepreneurs, startups, small business owners, and the supporters of the Northern Utah entrepreneurial ecosystem, presenting an interesting topic of the day and an enlightening interview with a new company or organization that supports business in the Norsatch, presented by the Economic Development Office of Weber State University. Welcome to Forging the Norsatch. This is Guy Latender, episode number 14, March 2021. My co-host today, Angie Osgathorpe of the Davis Chamber of Commerce. And joining Angie and I today for the organization of this episode is Jamie Furness of the Moxie Agency and also her new blanket company, Moxie Blankets. However, before we meet with Jamie, we're going to hear from Sydney Furton of Love Communications some social media tips and how to use TikTok to help promote your small business, get that going. Speaking of small business, I hope you all know about your local small business development centers. And if you don't know about them, you should check them out at utahsbdc.org. Your small business development center managers are connected in their region. They can help you identify financing options, introduce you to other small businesses or businesses that might help your business grow and help you get off to a good start. So go check them out. Again, utahsbdc.org. Now let's meet with Sydney Furton of Love Communications. Angie, today we get to meet with Sydney Furton again. It's, uh, it's such a great time when she joins our show. You guys in the audience may know that Sydney is with Love Communications. She's a tourism expert with social media. And my favorite thing about Sydney is she's a real data wonk. She loves using data to help make decisions. And uh, geez, if, if you guys are looking for some of that skill, look to Love Communications and get with Sydney Furton on that. Hey, Sydney, welcome aboard. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me again. Oh, you're welcome. And you may remember you talked to us about social media a couple episodes ago, and then you did a great one on Instagram. So, hey, what are we going to learn about today? So today we're going to be talking about TikTok. Um, I think it'll be good to kind of break down the various platforms and, and really explore them a little bit further with your audience. Sydney, this is, this is going to be really interesting for me because TikTok and business doesn't seem to, I don't know how that works together. So we're excited for you to tell us what TikTok is and who uses it and how they use it. So uh, yeah, start whenever you want to. We're, we're, we're interested to listen and learn. Yeah. So that's funny that you say that typically you don't really think of TikTok as something that businesses use. You see it, um, you know, it's been really, really popular with Gen Z. It's this platform where people are making like really cool dance videos, they're lip singing, there's like hashtag contests and things like that. But TikTok really is a great platform for businesses as well. Um, so I'll just dive into first, like what is TikTok? Um, so TikTok, they actually call themselves the destination for short form mobile videos. Um, so in some ways it's like a bite-sized version of YouTube. Um, videos range between five and 60 seconds. 
and creators have access to an assortment of filters and effects, massive music library, and there's a, there's a ton of people on TikTok. So I did a little bit of research on that, and according to Orbolo, TikTok has 800 million monthly active users worldwide, which is a lot. Um, 41% of TikTok users are between the ages of 16 and 24, so they're really honing in on, on that Generation Z, as I previously mentioned. Um, and this is a great app. People are spending a lot of time on it, about 52 minutes a day, which is comparable to how much time people are spending on Facebook and Instagram. Wow, that, that's amazing um, that you can spend that much time. And yet, you know, when you start getting into anything like that, you're just like, they, they're really good at like sending you to the next one, sending you to the next one. So yeah, very good. So, so how do brands typically use TikTok? So TikTok's, you know, it's a pretty diverse platform. TikTok actually does have a business platform where uh, where businesses can advertise. And TikTok likes to say, don't make ads, make a new trend. So that's how they're welcoming and encouraging businesses to use the platform is in a really creative outside of the box type of a way. Um, so businesses can use TikTok to create videos, content, um, you know, and really connect and attract um, a, a wide audience. Um, if you do decide to advertise with TikTok, ads will be will appear between the videos on the app, um, but they're often created with a similar look and feel uh, to the TikToks that are being made organically. Um, so, so yeah, so either advertising, paid advertising, or through organic content. So if I'm a business and I'm thinking about doing TikTok, what, what are some ideas I might put on TikTok? Oh, I love that you asked this question because really brands can get really, really creative with this. Um, you know, this isn't a banner ad or, or something that you're going to see in print Like you can have a lot of fun with this. Um, so here are a couple of ways that brands can really leverage TikTok. I would say one, show process videos. So show the process of what goes on behind the scenes at your business. For example, there's a hat company in Park City called Burns 1876, and they went viral over the Sundance Film Festival this year for showing how they make hats, which is really, really cool. Another option or suggestion would be to show before and after videos. So this type of video would showcase a transformation based on your product or service. Uh, so for example, a hair salon could showcase a quick before and after haircut or styling. So that'd be a really fun way to use it for those types of businesses. Um, How-to videos can be really popular as well. And I actually think that this would be great for businesses like Needlepoint Joint, which is located on historic 25th Street, who sells craft supplies. So they could create a visual DIY using their products. Or another example here for how-to videos would be, um, you know, a restaurant um, could showcase a recipe or how they build out, you know, their plate. Um, and then another way that brands can leverage TikTok is through product demonstrations. So show customers how your products actually work. So for example, like a company that might sell furniture could demonstrate how easy it is to put it together. Um, or a gaming company could show their product in action. 
That's fascinating. So what I'm hearing from you is IKEA is going to be the biggest user of TikTok yeah. uh, soon. Those are great examples. I like the behind the scenes one where people can get more intimate, if you will, and more authentic with some of the companies that they do work with. Uh, geez, I, I, I speak for Angie. We both learn a ton every time you're on our show. Thank you, Sydney, and hope you'll bless us again in the future. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And for anybody who's listening, make sure you follow Weber State University on TikTok. They're pretty active on their account. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, thanks for telling us that. I didn't. I didn't even know that. You get you get a little plug. That's pretty good. Thank you. Yeah, Sydney, you're <laughs> awesome. Thank you. And now let's get with Moxie Agency. Angie, hey, we get to meet with Jamie Furness of Moxie Agency today. That's awesome. I um, know I've known Jamie for quite some time, so it's wonderful to come back around and uh, be able to chat with her again. She's got an amazing story that we're going to uh, love to hear. Yeah, I've seen her present at the Million Cups, too. She's got some great products and some great entrepreneurial advice. So Jamie started a career in the Bronx, New York, though she grew up in Utah, so that's a great thing to happen. She lived in Idaho for a while. We'll hear about that. And she's the founder and owner of the Moxie Agency, a full-service marketing agency, which some of our entrepreneurs should look at potentially using, and Moxie Blankets, a minky weighted blanket company. Both companies are near and dear to her heart and were the outcomes of overcoming some personal trials. While running both companies, she's also raising her two wonderful children. Welcome aboard, Jamie. How are you today? I am well. Thank you for having me. So as we ask our guests, where's your favorite taco place? Where do you get your taco? There is a little taco truck right outside Davis Lanes in Layton on Main Street, and he can throw down some mean tacos. All right. Well, we'll have to, you all have to put that address in the email so we can share that with our listeners. So that's exciting. Yes. So you grew up in Ogden. Tell us about how that went for you here in Ogden, Utah. Yeah. Uh, Davis County and, and, um, Weber County. I was in Davis County till I was what, like ninth grade. Um, my parents got divorced when I was young and I stayed for my, with my mom for a little bit and then moved in with my dad for a little bit and then, uh, made awesome choices and had to go live in St. George for a little bit. So I've, I've been, um, in a few different areas, all, 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 but all of Utah is, is amazing. It doesn't matter where you go. It's absolutely beautiful. And there's always stuff to do outside. So regardless of the awesome choices I made, um, it, it Utah's just, it's beautiful. And Jamie, what I know of you, then you have been in New York. So how did you make the hop from, uh, from, from Utah to New York? Yeah, I, you know, as much as I love Utah, I just, I needed a change of scenery. I needed to be away from the the atmosphere that I was in. And so I literally packed two suitcases and got on a plane. And I knew I wanted to go to New York because I always wanted to be in marketing and advertising. And what better place to be than, than in New York? So fortunately, you know, I had met a, a gal out there and, um, she was looking for a nanny. So I moved in with her. I, I, I really did. I did not know this gal at all whatsoever. I didn't know her kids, knew nothing, <laughs> knew nothing about her. Um, but I was like, yeah, sure. Sounds great. Let's do it. So we did. And I uh, nannied for her for about a year. 
and still have a great relationship with with her and and talk to her and her kids every every now and again. That's awesome. And and you got some schooling out there too, right? I did. I did. I went to Lehman College in the Bronx and it is I mean it is in the heart of of the Bronx and and it's a little sketchy, but the second you get inside the the campus, it is Oh my gosh, it's gorgeous. It's old Victorian buildings and cobblestone roads and there's lots of trees and it is one of the most beautiful campuses I've ever seen. Jamie, I know that because I actually looked it up after after you told me where it was and it is amazingly beautiful. Maybe yeah. like you said, a little sketchy getting there, but once you're there, it's got to be an oasis, right? Yes. Yes, it is. The walk from, from the subway to the campus wasn't always my favorite, but I mean, it just, it is, it's, it's beautiful. Okay, so then after college, you got you got a job. Tell us about your first job there. Yeah, so while I was in college, I um, was fortunate enough to meet a couple who owned a, a karate and dance studio, and so I immediately started taking karate. I was I was well, I was actually taking a kickboxing class there, and the owner came up to me and he's like, "You need to fight for me," and I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, you're really scrappy. You need to start training." And so I was like, um, Okay, sure. So I went, <laughs> I went to the first class as a white belt, and I oh man, I was hooked. I I definitely um, I'm I'm a fighter, and it was so much fun, and I loved it, and I competed, and you know I took my I took my fair share of trophies home. I don't know that I could do that today, but you know when when I was training and fighting frequently, I I did pretty well. I did all right for myself. <laughs> That's awesome. And didn't you tell me you had a black belt now? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do have my black belt in um, American Goju Karate. I um, was able to, I was training, 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 and then I started um, teaching as well. And uh, you know, that first time somebody called me Sensei Jamie, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, and, you know, I loved it. I was able to do some office management work for them and some marketing and help them. I mean, this is when websites were pretty new and, and software wasn't real big. And so introducing them to, you know, some of those things was um, was really fun. And I got to do a lot of creative stuff with um, different media outlets and, you know, the local newspaper and, and things like that. So it was um, it was a it, it was great. So two questions combined. Um, I know that any kind of um, athletic endeavor when you're just like putting your heart and soul helps you a lot and you learn a lot of lessons. So what did, how did karate help you professionally and in your life? And then how long did it, did it take to go from white belt to black belt, which is impressive? It, um, it took me about what, four years to go from white, uh, white belt to black belt, but I was training extensively. I mean, I was training seven days a week, several hours a day. It was, um, you know, it wasn't like a twice a week type thing. I was Oh man, I was in the dojo all the time. And so I was able to move through the ranks fairly quickly. Um, and then how did it prepare me? Oh my gosh, I was, I don't, I, I wasn't overly, well, I, I really wasn't super confident in, in myself and, um, you know, learning how to fight um, and do different, you know, different forms and self-defense and all that. It pulled out this like, whole new side of me that I didn't even know um, existed. And, and part of that is, um, so Shihan, he was, he was, you know, my instructor and, and for whatever reason, he saw something in me that maybe most people didn't. And I mean, you know, he, he was hard on me and he, I remember during my, my brown belt test, 
um, I was working a bow staff and there was this one move that I had such a hard time with. I kid you not, he made me do that move for 20 minutes in front of everyone. At that point, I no longer had a fear of speaking in front of people, performing in front of people. <laughs> it, it, it totally just took me to a whole nother level mentally um, and, and physically because it was, it was so, that move was so hard for me. And to sit there and be not ridiculed, but challenged every, you know, every second of that 20 minutes, longest 20 minutes of my life. But at the end of that, I came out so much stronger mentally and physically that it was absolutely, now I can say it was worth it, then uh, questionable. <laughs> well, that's what they say. A, a good plan is wonderful till you get punched in the face, right? <laughs> and, and that's what happens yeah. to entrepreneurs, right? They have to start their business and it doesn't work the way they thought. You know, there's some weird thing that pivots them, but but knowing you can take the punch, if you will, and get back up is awesome. Yes. So how, how'd you get back to Ogden? What brought you back to Ogden? Um, I made another awesome choice and I, uh, got pregnant and did not want to raise my daughter in the Bronx. And the, the relationship that I was in was, um, unfortunately very toxic. And so I called my dad and I said, Hey dad, I need you to get on a plane tonight. And I need you to fly to New York, help me pack as much as I can in my teeny little car. And I need you to drive cross country with me. Oh, and <laughs> by the way, I'm pregnant. Let's go. <laughs> so um, my dad's a trooper, man. He, whew, he is a trooper. So he did, he, he got on a plane and, and we packed up my little PT cruiser and we drove cross country. And I can't even imagine what he was thinking because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm young. I'm this about to be this single mom. I'm completely heartbroken. My whole career of what I thought it should be just went up in flames. I was so just not in a great spot. And he had to drive from New York to Utah with me. That was not a fun drive for him. I can only imagine <laughs> how miserable that was. But, um, you know, we, we made it through and, and I, I obviously figured it out. What I thought was going to be extremely hard uh, turned out to be the greatest thing ever. My, my daughter, she, my, she's my ride or die, man. She is my rock. We have we have been through the ringer, <laughs> but we are alive to tell the story. So you move back to Ogden and, and Market Star is a huge anchor in our community and has developed so much talent uh, in our community as well. You worked there for a while. What did you learn at Market Star? Yeah, Market Star was awesome. And it's kind of funny that you say that they're an anchor because I would drive past that building before I worked there and be like, oh man, I want to work there so bad. I want to work there so bad. And I finally got the opportunity and I worked on a team called Sales Amp, which was a great program because you have to learn so much really, really fast. You, it's like a lot of the programs there, it's it's one thing that you work on. Like you're on the Pinterest team or, or you're on the Verizon team that sales amp was their beta program. So a company could come in for a few weeks and leave, or they could come in for an extended period of time. And so you were having to ramp up so quickly. Um, and I loved it because I like that, that fast paced, lots of information, lots of knowledge really quick. So I did, I did well on, on that team, but as with, with anybody else, um, you know, I was looking to, I wanted more. I needed that next, that next step. So, but it was a great, I mean, it was, oh man, I loved it. I loved the people there. We had so much fun. And then Jamie, I know you got your big break, but wasn't it in Idaho? Did you move north? 
Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, I got an offer to move to Idaho Falls and work for the largest uh, jerky manufacturer in the States. And it, oh man, that was like, I, they were paying for my my relocation and they were giving me, you know, this bonus. And I, oh my gosh, I thought I was like the coolest person ever. I was so excited. And, and I loved the job. I absolutely loved the job, but it did come with um, a lot of travel and that with young kids was, was very hard. Cause you know, it's just the three of us. It's always just been the three of us. And so um, having to travel that much and having two young kids was, was extremely hard. So as much as I loved the work and I loved the travel, it just wasn't a good fit for my home life. And, and then I know you started at Mox, and I think that's when we met, was at a, a, maybe a corporate alliance when they were here in Ogden. But um, yeah. so, so tell us about starting Moxie, but then tell us how you got the name. I think that's really cool. Yeah, so um, when, I, when I left Golden Valley, um, I really didn't know what I was gonna do or what I wanted to do. And so I'd, I'd always, I've always had the entrepreneur spirit from like my junior high days when I was slinging candy bars out of my locker, right? So I, I knew that at some point I was always gonna be a business owner. So I was like, shoot, why not now, right? So I started the Moxie Agency and my best friend's dad was my very first client. And I think I was, he was like, you know, kind of doing me a solid by, by being my first client, but, um, it, it was awesome. And, you know, we were able to do some things and, um, it, it was great to be able to, to work with him. Cause I just, I mean, I adore him. He's just one of those most amazing people I've ever met. So that was fun. Um, and then it just grew, it just grew from there through things like corporate Alliance and going to chamber events and, and different things and being able to, to get out into the public. Yeah, we hear that a lot about getting engaged with the chamber and how that helps people so much. Uh, almost oh, yeah. all of our entrepreneurs talk about that's an, a very important first step. And as the chamber president that Angie is, uh, she'll attest, she sees all these success stories. So what does, you know, Moxie Agency, if I'm like, well, well what do you do? If I'm a potential customer, what would I expect from your company? Yeah, so we are we are full service, but we specialize in SEO and branding. So a lot of the startups that come to us, they don't have a website, they don't have a logo, they don't know what their mission statement is, what their vision, what type of culture they want to have. So we put them through our branding boot camp, and that's where we go through and we figure all of that out. It's a two day, it's very, very intense, but you come out with all things branding, everything you need to know or, or want to know about your brand gets discovered in that meeting through the different activities and, and items that we do. And, and it's in a, it's in a big conference room and we have big, huge post-its all over the wall so that you can literally take everything with you. Um, it's, it's fun because companies that I've done this with, I'll go to their office after that. And they, they have, you know, these big sticky notes that, that we used in our branding boot camp. So that's, that's always, that's always fun to see. Um, and then SEO, because, you know, just because you build it doesn't mean they will come. You have got to do SEO to get people to your website. If you're, if, if, uh, you know, if you want to be found on Google, there's a lot that goes into that. I, I wish it was as easy as putting up a website, but it, it, it is not. And, and one day Google can wake up and be like, oh, I'm going to change the algorithm. So all that work you previously did doesn't even matter anymore. Here, start from scratch. So it's a frustrating process sometimes, but I love the thrill of the chase. So it's, it's fun for me. That's awesome. And yeah, changing algorithms and changing, you know, how it's done is frustrating, but 
I guess it keeps us on our toes, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, it absolutely does. Marketing yeah. changes every day. <laughs> and Jamie, I don't know if you got to, to tell us uh, about Moxie and how you got the name. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. So um, <laughs> I I was, so after I left Golden Valley, I was kind of in a weird in a weird spot because I didn't really know what I wanted to do and what my next step was going to be. And I remember I was watching a movie with my kids um, the night at the museum. And Amelia Earhart says to, to the main guy, she's like, you've lost your moxie. And I was like, that hit me so hard. I was like, oh my gosh, that's me. Like I've lost my moxie. I'm this person who's ambitious and spunky and, and I've got a lot of energy and I, I want to do so many things, but I feel like I'd lost my moxie. And so when I decided what I wanted to do, I was like, that, that's the name. That, that's it right there. So the moxie agency was born. That's an awesome story. So you got Moxie up and going, you're successful, you're raising your family. Then all of a sudden you said, you know, what? that's just not enough for me. I need to start a blanket company. So <laughs> what's Moxie Blankets? Yeah. So that that Moxie Blankets came from nights and nights and nights of, of no sleep. My little boy had crazy nightmares and night terrors and and it, it was awful. So I needed to find a non-chemical solution. So I didn't want to give him, um, you know, melatonin or valerian root or any of those things. I wanted something natural. So I did a bunch of research and came across weighted blankets. And then I bought a, I, I bought several. And I, for one reason or another, I didn't like. I, I just I didn't like them. So I put together a prototype. I knew there were a couple things that had to be. It had to be made in America. It had to be machine washable because as a busy mom, we don't have time to go to the dry cleaner, right? It, or the laundromat. It's got to be able to just throw in the washing machine and go on. So, um, and then it had to have small squares. I didn't want it filled with plastic. There, there were a few different things, right? So I had this prototype made. And that first night I put it on my son, I told him that this blanket was special, that it had gone through all this training to become certified to protect kids from nightmares and monsters and creatures that hide under the bed and, and all these good things, right? So I put the story along with the blanket and that, oh man, that first night was spectacular. I, I can't even remember the last time I'd slept through the night before that because he was always getting up. So I was like, one, we need to help other parents. And two, we need to monetize this. So what started out, it started out as the Monster Protection Academy. But now that's just one of our lines. Because after I'd started using the blanket, I was like, this is not just for kids. This is for everyone. So we now have the Classic line, the Luxie line, and the Monster Protection Academy line. And the Monster Protection Academy line, it comes with the blanket. It comes with the book that my son helped me write. And then it comes with a certificate that um, my daughter designed saying that the blanket is certified and it's ready to protect the kids from monsters and creatures of the night. So that lines, it's really cute. And then our Luxie line is, is our high end. It's the most plush, amazing, softest material on the planet. Oh man, it's, it's awesome. And our classic line um, is more geared toward um, the every, you know, everyday user. It's, it's, uh, we use a double dot minky, so it's good for kids with autism and sensory disorders. And then we use a teeny, teeny, tiny glass bead to fill it. And those are actually really fun to play with. So they're great for kids with sensory disorders. So how do you market and distribute your product? How's that going for you? Yeah, we do we do a ton online um, We do and offline. We do some blip boards and then we do a couple shows. Um, right now with COVID, it's it's a little bit harder to do shows, but um, we push we push most of our traffic to our to our website moxieblankets.com. So we do that with um, social media ads, SEO, and then we have an ambassador program. 
which is our ambassadors, man, they are gold for us. They're so amazing. And they're always so willing to share any new information or content or promos that we have. Um, so they have been just, they've been spectacular for us. And, and we do treat our ambassadors really well. We have some fun, we have some really fun things that we do with them. And um, we have an ambassador um, bundle that we send out to them when they agree to, to be an ambassador and they get a promo code and um, to share with their followers and a few a few different things um, but we're we're actually going to start to implement an, an affiliated marketing program as well which is a little bit different than our ambassador program um, so i'm excited to kick that off that will probably be like a q2 thing for us um, but i'm excited to see where that goes it's great to be your own best customer right use your own <laughs> moxie agency so what's the best device you've got a great story a great career it just seems to be exploding Thank you. Um, you're young. You got you're you're an icon for our, our community. What are you going to tell our young entrepreneurs? Figure out what it is that you love to do and then find a way to make money doing it. And and really like, follow, you know, follow the passion. Don't don't chase the money. Follow the passion because the money's going to come. It, 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 it will. It'll it'll come in one way or another. So, um, you know, when you have a product or a service that is backed by passion, people can see that and then they want to work with you. Well, that's awesome. Well, Jamie, thank you so much for joining us. And for our listeners out there, for the blankets, which is really exciting, go to www.moxieblankets.com and get the Lux blanket for yourself and the monster one for your kids. And then for entrepreneurs and small businesses out there, benefit from all this experience and energy by going to themoxieagency.net where you can learn about her company. Jamie, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a blast. I love it. And Angie, thank you. Thanks, Guy. And thanks, Jamie. It's been awesome talking to you again. You're one of those people who just doesn't ever sit still. And so kind of a, a girl after my own <laughs> my own heart. No kidding. Two nuclear bombs on the same show. And, and thank you also to Sydney Furton for her tips on social media. And as always, Cameron Jackson, Andrea Baltazar, and Studio 76 of Weber State University for putting on our show. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the latest presentation of Forging the North Edge. Please look for all future installments bi-weekly on Tuesdays on your preferred podcast provider.